Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of our Divination Panel Special. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my two co-panelists, Chris Ann Morgan and Caroline Nettle. We have thus, for the first hour, talked about divination, the history of it, uh, our experiences with it, and Caroline did teach us a skill in using a coin for yes-no answers. I'm really excited to move into now more teaching. I wanted this show to be uh, very instructive, and so we're going to move right now into uh, Christiane's portion of the show in teaching us her skill, and she's also teaching us a yes-no skill using tarot cards. So, Christiane, I'm going to go ahead and just turn the floor over to you to have at it. Okay. So for this particular tarot exercise, I recommend a regular rider weight deck um, or, you know, a, a facsimile thereof, because I know there's a bunch of different flavors of decks that people are coming out with, but it shouldn't just be like, you know, my Mermaids and Dolphins Oracle deck. It must be an actual 78 card deck. And for this particular um, one, I just want to preface this. I know I mentioned before that, I think that, you know, the yes and no's are good in a very specific situation. You need to be careful about the yes and no questions that you're answering. Um, I also have a couple of just rules of thumb best practices about doing a yes or no uh, reading. You have to be disciplined. If you get an answer that you don't like, don't keep drawing cards. accept the answers as they come if you're asking and also don't ask questions if you don't want to know the answer basically in general (laughs) it's a good rule of thumb Um, and I've done that I'm like I'm not sure I want to know that answer right now Um, you also have to be really discerning how you ask your questions sometimes we can ask two-part questions and you'll get a crap answer you just won't get an accurate answer right um And you have to really make sure that you're asking clear questions. One thing that I do that kind of tails onto the the skill Caroline taught us with the coin is will I be happy if scenario. And I do find that the word should, and if you ever read my articles on Luminous or read my blog, you know how I feel about the word word should. Hmm. Um, We shouldn't should on ourselves. (laughs) Don't should on yourself. I don't think that you get a very accurate answer when you say, should I do? Because spirit's not going to tell you if you should. That's not the kind of data that you'll get back. And if you ask a garbage question, you'll generally get a garbage answer. (laughs) So with that said, grab your tarot deck and I'm going to instruct you. We're going to pull out the major arcana. And if you know what those are, that's cards zero actually, uh, because of the full card through 21. Okay, so grab your major arcana out. And then you'll grab your aces out for this trick. And then you'll grab your nine of cups. Because if ever there was a yesy, a very the yesiest yes of all the yeses, it's the nine of cups. Would you agree, ladies? Or Caroline, I know you, you don't you're not really down with the tarot, but those of you who are tarot fans know that the the nine of cups is a super fairy godmother of the tarot deck um there's a bunch of different ways you can do yes or no readings you can do it without separating cards out you can just flip cards if if it's reverse that's a no if it's upright it's the yes 
Um, but for this one, I like this particular set of cards and I do mine in a little bit of an interesting way because not only, and I think it's similar to what Caroline was telling us, I look at the actual card and the meaning of the card, even though it's just a yes or no, in addition to uh, discerning whether or not it's a yes or no. So for this particular exercise, I'm going to give you, and I can post this later as well, your yes cards. And if this doesn't feel right to you, you can always do ones that feel right to you. But in my experience, in my history, these are the cards that feel best for yes. The fool, the magician, the empress, the emperor, the chariot. I mean, come on. Justice, the star, sun, the world, and the nine of cups are our yeses for this exercise. Uh, I also do a can go either way. So the cards that are can go either way are the high priestess the Wheel of Fortune, the Lovers, the Hierophant, the Moon, and Judgment. And our No cards are Strength, the Tower, Temperance, the Hermit, the Hanged Man, Death, and the Devil. Now, the Aces are in the Yes and No. I always consider them a Yes and Timing. So if you know your seasons in your tarot, uh, the Ace of Swords is always going to be winter. The Ace of Wands is our springtime card. The Ace of Cups is our summer card. And the Ace of Pentacles is for autumn. Okay, so those are our timings. They're always a yes and a when. Okay. Um, I'm going to pop back over to the chat really quick to see if anybody has any questions about that. Let me see here. Where are we? If anybody has a question or need clarification on that, shoot me a little note in the chat right over here. And Caroline and Katie, are, are those clear for you? Sure, they're. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Got it. Would you like to you can you don't have to say it out loud but go ahead and uh think of your questions and i will set my laptop down now and can it be a when your... question say again can it be a when question um it can be depending upon how you're forming the question i'm okay. never going to say no to a when question because oftentimes but I do wonder if you ask whether something will happen or not, um, if it will automatically just give you the timing okay. on that. I'll do, I'll do that then. Guess what? Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm going to take this smaller deck and I'm going to shuffle it. I always shuffle and then I just pick a card at random. I don't pick it right off the top of the deck. I always pick it out from whatever pops out. If, if a card falls or pops, I usually grab that card because that's usually the answer. All right. Questions at the ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay, here we go. Ooh, we have a can go either way. We've got the high priestess. And just to give you, and I always look at the meaning of the card too, because I think that can give us an answer. You know, um, and we all know the high priestess is 
feminine consciousness. She's intuition and inspiration. Um, and it's about something being hidden in your life, right? Which is why a perfect could go either way. Uh, there's something mysterious or a secret, um, and you may need to get into your memories or your dreams of the past. You have to rely more on your intuition when the high priestess card comes up rather than using your intellect. Um, you have to remain open for information that comes in from your unconscious, even sometimes a dream state. Um, with this particular card, you really can break through anything hidden or unclear by using your intuition and using it with the thought of breaking through. So did that answer your questions, ladies? And how did that, how did that hit for you? It hit just right for me. It, Have anything else to share at all? Yeah. Revealing your it made me, okay. So my question was, because I make organite, uh, you know, stuff. I, I make all kinds of organite and, and flower charms and things. And I sell them in my Etsy store. And there uh -huh. is a store that I had been considering putting some pieces in on consignment. And I've kind of had a hard time getting my shit together and getting stuff to them and not too long ago I had a really weird dream about taking stuff in there on consignment and having a really uncomfortable uh, situation and honestly like this isn't it's not a huge decision we're not talking about a lot of money it just right. I don't know I just had a weird but but the other part of me is like you that's crazy talk like you know they want your stuff these are your friends like what are you talking about and so I thought today I'm going to ask this again because I just poured a bunch of new pieces and I'm just trying to decide do I want to just put them on my own store do I want to take them down there what do I want to do so I had asked again do I want to put some things here on consignment and mm -hmm. you know and, and I was relying on on your your draw the high priestess and I went Okay, so it could go either way. And really, that just kicked me back to the dream. Like, you already have the answer. You just need to quit overanalyzing it and just realize either no or the timing isn't right. But right now, no, don't do it. I think it's also really important to know that when you're asking a yes or no question, it's really good for the present, right? It's, it's all of the pot potentials that exist right now. And because we make decisions and we have free will, what's true today in a yes and no reading might not be true next week because yeah. life happens. And so it has to be in the moment and you have to, it's ephemeral, the yes, no. It's like, it doesn't, I don't think they last. I think they yes. you need to redo yes and no questions mm -hmm. daily or by week based on what's going on. Absolutely. Well, you bring up a really important point about divination in general, right? Divination uh -huh. in general is a read on the energy of the trajectory that you are on right now. Exactly. <laughs> and that absolutely can change. If you make a different decision or someone else involved, if we're talking about a situation that has more than you involved, also, you know, meaning that, A, if you get an answer you don't like, that doesn't necessarily yes. mean you're locked into that. You, then I was the just going to say that. Yeah, the next question needs to be, how can I change this? Or can I change this? Or what do I need to know about it? Or whatever, you know. But, yes. yeah, divination answers are never set in stone. Whether it is through a psychic reading or it's through, you know, using a divination tool. The future is yours. And most of the time, you can affect the outcome by changing something. Yeah. Even just your mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> or your underwear. Um, <laughs> that was my point. Absolutely. Uh, well, but that is the point of a psychic reading, right? Whether you're using divination or you're using, you know, intuition or, or whatever tool that this is what I'm seeing now. If you follow the same trajectory you're on, this is the outcome that is most likely. But you can always reach in and make a change. Always change it. And that I love that we're talking about this because as advisors over at the one, two and Carolyn, mm-hmm. I still want to know if, if that, if the little read there worked for you at all. But I think it's really important that people remember not to ha- like, don't give away your power to me, to Katie, to Caroline, to any reader that does a reading for you, because we're just reflecting back the energies as they exist in the moment and all the potentials that exist for you. And I never want anybody to just kind of abdicate taking action or making a change or embracing just based on, you know, what a reader is saying to you. And then in addition to that, it's like, you can also ask a yes and no question. I think this is important too. You can ask a yes or no question and you can say, oh yeah, am I going to buy a house? And and the reading says, yes, you're going to buy a house this year. But then you sit on your butt and don't take any of the steps to go find right. the right house and do the right thing. And it doesn't happen. And you're like, oh, that psychic was wrong. Right. It's like, well, well did cool. you, were you going to buy a house or was the house going to buy you? Right. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so how, what about it, Caroline? Oh, yes. So, yeah, spot on for me. I was like, will I find the land in March? Well, that's dependent on what I do, what happens, what transpires, what comes my way, what the universe wants. So that was totally spot on for me. Thank you. You are quite welcome. It's my pleasure. Um, that's kind of the entire the entire exercise. I think it's just really important to keep it concise. You can also ask, would I be happy if, you know, um, can I change it is also a really good question to ask if you don't like a particular answer and to actually look at the meaning of the card that you get and ask a follow-up question. If things don't seem clear, well, what else do I need to know here? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fun. Yes. And no trick. I use it a lot. Actually. I use it quite a bit. I love it. Fantastic. If you guys have any questions about how she did that or, you know, if there's anything you want to clarify, please put it in the chat room. We're all keeping an eye and, and we'll definitely help you there. But Chrisanne, thank you. That was awesome. I have never experienced that uh, that technique before. That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm happy to share it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to move on then to pendulums. So I want to teach you guys how to use a pendulum to find a lost object. And this technique came to me in a couple of different ways. First of all, I, I in a prior uh, carnation of this lifetime, uh, Scott and I were repo agents. We repoed cars. And yeah, and it, it came to us in an interesting way through some friends who, uh, you know, worked at a, a, a lending institution and had asked us just to help them get one car that uh, actually we wanted to buy from them. And we helped them repo it because we wanted it uh, anyway. And then they went, well, you guys did an awesome job. Do you want to just keep repoing? Because we don't really have a great agent. And what it turned into was that we were the people that the banks would call when no one could find something. 
when a vehicle had been lost for six months or so, you know, and nobody had been able to come up with it, they'd call us and we would find it. And the way we were finding it was that I was using a map and a pendulum and running things down. And here's the thing about it. And I'm not completely proud of this work, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> it was exhilarating. Uh, legalized car theft is pretty interesting, you know, to climb in somebody's yeah. car in their driveway and drive away with it <laughs> with the police's blessing, you know. However, we saw a lot of really sad things. We There were times when we found a car and opted to not take it because the situation was just so terrible, you know but for the family involved. And in the time that we repoed and we were making awesome money doing it, our income went to hell. And I realized, I finally said to, to Scott, we have to stop repoing because the energy of it is destroying our own finances. And it was. Yeah. And, and, and that's when we quit. But uh, anyway, so there were ups and downs, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You know, and, and you can judge it or not or whatever, but it's what it was. But I got really good with my pendulum and with finding lost vehicles. And that's how uh, that was a part of it. The other part of it was that in working with my kids, with my little psychic kids, and when we owned our business at our store, I used to teach uh, weekly groups for psychic and intuitive kids. And I would always turn it into games and fun because, you know, that's what kids would like. And that's frankly what I like. And so mm -hmm. we would play a game where we would have one person hold on to a spoon. They'd hold on to a spoon, hold it to their chest, put their energy into it good. And then we would ask them to leave the room. We'd hide the spoon. And then they would come back in and use a pendulum to find the spoon. Ooh. And that is a super fun game, by the way, if you want to play a game with your kids or your spouse, you know, or you, it's it's more than a one man show, obviously. But, you know, that's fun because then you have to break it down. Is it in this half of the room or this half? Is it in this fourth of the room? Is it around the couch? Is it under the cushion? But, you know, you have to keep asking more questions to find the spoon or, or whatever object. And so... Probably by both of those techniques, you know, I really got good at using a pendulum to find lost objects. So that's what I wanted to teach you guys today. So the first we have to go through some very basic bits of using a pendulum. So pendulums are typically a heavier object suspended on a chain or a string. It really needs to be something heavy enough that it creates some resistance at the bottom of the the chain. A lot of people just use a, pen, a pendant, a necklace, which is fine. You don't actually have to have a pendulum, though, you know, there's a lot of really fun ones out there, so you might want to have your own. But if you just have a necklace, you know, a pendant on a chain, that's totally fine as well. When you first get a pendulum, you should always clear it so that it contains your energy, right? So you can clear it by smudge. You can clear it by putting it in the moonlight. You can clear it by just washing it and holding that intention that you're going to wash away anyone else's energies but yours. You can clear it by putting it in a dish of sea salt overnight. So you guys decide if you do an energy modality, you can certainly clear it through Reiki or a, another energy modality. Totally up to you. But Does selenite work as well too, Katie? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, a selenite plate or a selenite tower to sit it with. Yeah, because selenite is salt. And so clear your pendulum first, and then you need to attune it to you. And so you do that by blessing it. Hold it in your heart. Put your hands over it. And just really picture yourself pouring your energy into that pendulum. 
And I like to give it a little blessing, you know, that I'm attuning this pendulum to give me accurate answers, to be attuned to my energy and to my guidance, and to always work for me, you know, or something along those lines. You can bless it however you, you know, feel guided, but that's the point of it, right? Uh, And then I always recommend that people keep their pendulum on them for a while, in your pocket, or wear it, or keep it in your bras, something so that it's on your person so that it just really takes on your energy. And then you have this working tool, this piece of, uh, you know, a a divination tool that is yours for for your purposes. Now there's people have theories about, you know, if someone else touches your pendulum, then you're screwed. I don't think that's true, you know, but at any rate, uh, you know, there's a lot of theories about divination tools in general, but don't get too, you know, stringent about it or you'll drive yourself crazy. Once you are set with a pendulum, you have to figure out what the answers are, right? So you're going to take your non-dominant hand and hold it out in front of you, palm up. Hold the pendulum in your dominant hand. Pinch the chain so that there's three or four inches from the pendant itself. But you got to hold on to that chain. Keep it in your hand so that it's not banging around. You know, if it's hanging down and interfering, that's not good. So hold that above your dominant, your, your non-dominant hand and hold really still. I like to really pin my elbow in tight against my side so that my hand is super still. And then you're going to ask a question. And the first question you want to ask is show me yes. And sit with that. And a lot of times you'll see your pendulum kind of dance around, bounce around a little bit while it's thinking. And then it's going to start to move. And just sit really still with that while it moves to get a really good sense of this is what yes looks like. It could be clockwise or counterclockwise. It could be front to back. It could be side to side. Right? Interestingly, I grabbed a pendulum that I don't normally use. It's actually Scott's sodalite one for this application. And my yes is counterclockwise, which is very new for me. My yes is almost always a clockwise but it's counterclockwise today, so I'm, I'm fascinated by this. But then tell it to stop. Once it stops moving, or at least, you know, quits spinning or going in a big motion, then ask it to show you no. And then it'll allow it to just do its work until it's really moving to show you what no looks like. And again, it should, you know, it'll be a different action from what your yes was, but then you know that's what that action is. And in this one, my no is clockwise. So there's no right or wrong answer there, right? It's it, That's different for everybody. But once you have your yes and your no set, and you know what that answer is, and by the way, anytime you use a different pendulum, or if you haven't used yours for a while, just ask again so that you really have a good idea. And once you've seen your yes and your no's, now you're ready. So, like, for example, we have Cindy who's looking for some lost earrings. And she's not sure if they're in her house or not. She thinks they are. So, Cindy, obviously, the first question you would ask are, are the earrings in my house? Right? Are they in my house? So, that would be your first question. And for any of you, if you're looking for a lost object, if you don't know if they are You know, say you lost your wallet and you're not sure, is it in my car? Is it in my house? Is it somewhere else? 
those would be your first questions, right? Is it in my house? Is it in my car? Did I lose it in a public place? You know, those would be the questions you ask. So let's say that we narrow it down to, yes, it is in your house. Okay. Get a piece of paper and draw a quick map of your house. It doesn't have to be detailed, right? You just want to have basic, these are the rooms. And then draw a big cross right through the center of that so that we're separating the house into four quadrants. Once you've done that, now we can start narrowing it down. So you'll hold your pendulum above your map in the first quadrant and ask, is my missing wallet in this part of the house? And you'll wait for the pendulum to give you an answer. And then you'll move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. It should tell you what quadrant of the house it's in, right? And then you'll take that quadrant and draw across through that. So now you've narrowed it down even further into four more smaller pieces and then put your pendulum over each one of those quadrants and narrow it down narrow it down narrow it down and now you've got a tiny piece of your house to search in and then you can draw another cross through that or you can just start working in that room say that it narrowed it down to your bedroom okay you can either start turning that into a smaller map you know, and, and using the map to do it. Or you can just walk into that room and maybe you go and you stand over the bed and you very stilly hold the pendulum and you ask, is it, is my missing wallet around the bed? And then you would move on. Maybe you hold it over the dresser. Maybe you go into the closet, right? But you keep narrowing it down until you get to the lost object. That's how you would do it in your house. Say you're looking out in the community for something like I was doing with cars. I would use the same technique. I would take a map of the area and I would start narrowing it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down until I got to a more specific area. And at some point we would actually, of course, get in the car and start driving, you know, to find what we were looking for. But that's how the basics of looking for a lost object with a pendulum. Does that make sense? Completely. <clears throat> That's okay. really cool. <laughs> I have been using my pendulum during your lesson, Katie, and it is really powerfully moving. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. But my yes is back and forth, and my no is clockwise. And I think Cindy's earrings are in her house. That's what my pendulum says. Mm -hmm. I think they are too. I think they are too. I, I see, Cindy, some kind of a black pouch purse uh like black velvet something that they are in or around. Ladies, will you do me a huge favor? I lost my favorite necklace and I'm pretty sure it's in my sister's house. So can you just do it? I'm going to go and buy a pendulum, by the way, because that really has inspired me. Thank you, Katie. Is my pink rose quartz in my sister's house? Can, I, can you see if you get a yes or no for that? I'm getting no. Oh, poo. <laughs> I got a clockwise, which on this pendulum is a no. Oh, okay. I'm getting a faint yes. 
I'm getting a faint yes, so I wonder, Katie, if it's nearby, like if you lost it nearby. outside. Or in- Caroline, could it be in her car? No, I I remember losing it and I lost it before the fire, so I know it wasn't in the fire. And I used mm-hmm. to, and I was sleeping in her attic when I lost it, so I was sure it was up there somewhere. But maybe it's in the garden. You're right. I'm gonna go and look. <laughs> I wonder too if it's actually outside. Ah, well, let's ask the most important question: Is it possible for you to find it? My pendulum is thinking; it's doing that bouncy thing. And I get a strong yes on that, that you yes. can find it. It, it does exist also, out there somewhere. Thank I you. I'm getting a strong yes on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want it I, back. I love it. But <laughs> that's, that's the thing about using a pendulum or cards or anything is narrowing down the question, right? Yeah, narrowing so- down the question. So asking the, you know, the truth of it is, is it lost forever or is it something that you can find, right? Mm-hmm. So... We're, we're getting a yes, that it is something that you can find, you know, and occasionally the answer is no. And you kind of got to go, well, damn. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm moving yeah. on, right? Thank you, ladies. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. Good luck. Now, and Carolyn, I wanted to say something about, because, you know, you had said that pendulums have not worked well for you in the past. No. And that is something that my, that Scott has experienced as well, that he for can't get a pendulum to spin for him. He can sit and hold one forever. It never moves. And so I thought, well, maybe like his palm chakras are blocked. I did energy work. I I worked every direction. Here's what we finally discovered. Wooden pendulums work for him just fine. (gasps) But metal pendulums and crystal pendulums do nothing. Thank you. Isn't that interesting? So try a different medium. The other question that people ask about questions, pendulums all the time is what if I am just affecting the answer and you know Christine Christine you had alluded to that and I've heard that from people a lot and myself oh I think the fire alarm going off I might have to leave oh my goodness (laughs) oh no it stopped wow that's pretty weird anyway what a day well (laughs) are worried that you might be affecting the outcome of the pendulum get out of the way And here's what I mean by that. Hold out your hand, put the pendulum above it, ask the question, and then close your eyes and think about something completely different. Mm. So maybe I am asking the pendulum, should I take this trip or should I go to this place? And then I'm going to let the pendulum do its work and I'm going to completely, I'm looking away, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm going to think about what I'm cooking for dinner. And I'm going to give the pendulum, you know, five or 10 seconds to think and start moving. And then when it does, I'm going to turn around and look back at it for the answer. Sometimes it's just about getting out of the way. Because I do think that you can make a pendulum swing any direction you want, right? You have to be a hollow bone. You have to allow the energy to flow through you, not you trying to dictate it. And we're all a bunch of control freaks, you know, (laughs) that want to do that. And so anyway, you really do sometimes have to find a way to move yourself out of that space and give the pendulum the room to work. But also, mm-hmm. Prasad made a really good point earlier on in the show. It's like, if you're just learning, be kind to yourself. It takes a long time to learn to drive a car, and it can take a long time to learn to 
like get out of your own way and do you know get get a clear answer and all of that because I you know sometimes people give up before they've even started I've really seen that in my journey They're like well you can do it and I can't well how long did you actually try for so some of this is just like working a muscle it's like going to the gym I think anyone has the power or the uh, the ability to do what we do we just do it because we were drawn to doing that but I think everybody can do everything that we're talking about tonight so oh yeah yeah and and for normal you'll be really drawn to some things and not drawn to others yeah and that's totally fine right I mean you'll notice over it once you listen some people are very into astrology some people aren't some people read the tarot and some people don't some people you know are into numerology and other people aren't it's really important to try lots of things to find your niche and if something doesn't resonate with you that's cool don't force it. it. That just means it's not your jam. Yeah. Yes. And when you're learning, keep a notebook and record your answers. Mm-hmm. Because that, and one of the best techniques when I was learning about how to reinforce, like, oh, that's what it feels like when I'm in the channel. Not only can you remember how you feel, but you can actually look at all of the ways that you were right. And it yes. helps flex the muscle. You can't just do it in, in a vacuum where you don't know how you're abilities are landing or your answers are landing it's really good to keep track of everything if you're just trying out a new technique or learning how to do this absolutely a psychic journal is huge but also have fun with it like play with it i i still and i've been doing this now for gosh i don't even know how long 25 years i love it it's my best fun you know the angels have got a really good sense of humor and sometimes we humans take it all very very seriously so i love to play (laughs) games and yeah just it it really is the most fun i have i think (laughs) absolutely absolutely I'm a big fan of fun. I think that we, in some way, get convinced, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, on the conscious level or not, that we're supposed to be suffering here. And I strongly (laughs) disagree. I I don't think you were put here to suffer. I think you were here to learn. I think you were put here to thrive. And so having fun and letting yourself off the hook a little is, to me, one of the biggest, uh, you know, keys of, of a happy life and just of being able to thrive. And that's to allow yourself to enjoy it. Here, here. Hey, so yeah. should we do some readings in the chat room? Yes. Are we, we're running out of time, I think. But. Yeah, we're there. It is definitely time. So here's what I'll do, you guys. I'm just going to throw a question out there. And yeah. I, I'll, you, you can just pounce on it. This is how we used to do it with the Psychic Sisters. You know, for years and years, we had three or four of us on a show at a time. And it definitely takes a little... Uh, you know, organization so that we're not just all talking at once and so that we can do our very best work. So here's what I'll do. I'm just going to throw a question out there. If it's something that you really want to take, grab it and let me know. And then I'm going to move on and throw another one out there for someone else. And then we'll come back and, and provide answers. How's yeah. that? Cool. Oh, Katie, really quick. Yes. I'm so sorry to jump in with this. You said something and you blessed your pendulum before you started. And the one thing I forgot to tell everybody is before I work with any of my divination tools, I always say uh, a, a ritual prayer. And it's really simple. It's just all powers around me. I give thanks for your assistance. Please protect me from all negative energies. Um, I, I value and appreciate your guidance and may the truth be revealed. You can do I any version that. of that, but it's really important to have reverence and to bless your tools and to be in a 
clean space and not, you know, put throw your divination stuff next to the spilled spaghetti sauce from last night's dinner and have yeah. respect for the tool. And I find that if you give it that reverence, you get a lot more mileage. Absolutely. That's all I want to Thank say. you for saying that. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Let's dive in. So Mary would love to have a message from her mom or dad who have crossed. Anybody want to grab some mediumship? There is, um, they're saying to allow yourself to receive some love and some care without feeling guilt or apologizing for needing what you need, Mary. Um, just allow yourself to, to receive stuff. There's some sort of a balance in giving imbalance and giving too much. Um, I feel like I'm seeing, I don't know if your mom ever braided your hair or did your hair. Uh, but they're showing me the need to uh, just bounce back out. I feel like you're a real giver and I think you enjoy giving. And I think since your mom isn't giving to you, you need to reattune yourself. So allowing you, you're allowing other people to experience the joy of giving to you and allowing yourself to receive and replenishing yourself and balancing out the given and the give and receive energy in yourself. I'm seeing that. That's just a little nugget. Good. Nice. Okay. Wonderful. All right. So, uh, Caroline, I wonder if I can throw Jane's question to you. She needs a message regarding her cat. Maxwell Smart. He isn't eating very well. Uh, not normal for him. Would you be willing to tune into him and, and give us an energy sure. read on him? Yeah, I'm just immediately getting a <coughs> in my throat. So um, ah. I'm not feeling like it's cat hair. I'm feeling like it's a bit of swelling, not at the back of the throat, but just down the esophagus a little bit. There's some blockage I'm feeling or some swelling around it so that it's pressing on it so he's not able to swallow properly that would be what I'm getting and also I would check his kidneys because I'm getting a real pain in my right kidney so they may be related but they may not be but that would be me I would possibly take him to the vet I think he I don't want to worry you I'm not saying it's dreadful or anything but I think he may have something like the flu or that affecting his right kidney that that would be what i'm picking up on the cat good luck with okay. it sending him love yeah okay good so i wonder if he swallowed something or you know or if something scratched up that throat don't know don't know oh. it just it feels constricted a little bit and and it's yeah. swelling rather than a so it could be it could be an allergy it could be i i don't <clears throat> without looking at it further but i'm yeah i'm just that's that's what i think his problem is Yes. Okay. Very I got good. the kidneys in the body too. Right. Yeah. Definitely yeah. I'm feeling okay. that and seeing that too. And I will verify that he is an older kitty. So you guys are right on on that, I think. So, okay. Very good. And Jane will be right on top of it. She is a superstar of animal health. Okay. Very good. All right. I was going to grab, uh, let's see. Of course I had to scroll. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> we have a really big chat today, which is wonderful. Okay, Denise. Denise's mom passed on the 15th. 
So this has just been just two weeks ago. She was her caretaker and advocate. She said, if you can give me anything about her spirit and if she will be with me, especially when I'm at work. So Denise, I'm going to grab this one. I do have a few things coming to you, coming in from your mom. The first thing she's showing me is your stomach. She says that since she passed that your stomach has hurt been quite off. Um, I, you know, obviously that's a part of the grief process, that visceral physical feeling. She said that you're having panic moments where you almost feel like you're supposed to be doing something for her, but then, you know, the realization that she's gone sets in. She just wants you to take really good care of your tummy, to, to eat well, to take good care of your stomach and keep an eye on that. So that's the first thing that comes up from her. The second one is that she wants you to know how peacefully she crossed, that she crossed right over that she did have a legion of loved ones and angels waiting to usher her to the other side. She wants you to know, she says that you, you asked for that, you prayed for that and that you felt very at peace with her having that, you know, that it was, and it was scary and hard to let her, her body go, but you really felt at peace with the idea that there was an escort waiting for her. And she just wants to verify for you that there indeed there was, and that, uh, that, you know, that that happened and she wants you to, she wants to verify that for you. She also wants you to know how much she loves and appreciates you. She's telling me that you, you have sacrificed a lot to take care of her and be there for her. And, you know, I know that you're, you're right now, you're saying I, it, it wasn't a sacrifice. I do it. I do it a hundred times. Right. And she says she knows that, but she still wants you to know how much she loves and appreciates all of your efforts. But she also just, Honey, she just loves you so dang much. She's going to just walk right alongside of you. She wants to show me that she's been touching you. And she thinks that you've maybe felt it. But it's happening at the very back of your neck and at the very top of your head. So if you have these moments where you almost feel like your hair stands up a little bit or you feel like a little chill up your back, that's when she's actually been putting her hand on you because she wants to make sure that you know that she's there. She said particularly at work because at work you have felt uh, some really hostile stuff around you. And you have felt kind of alone. So she wants you to know that she really is right there beside you. And when you have that little sensation, that's just her putting her hand on you to let you know that she's right there to be with you. So lots and lots of love from her. I'm sure there'll be so much more to come, Denise, from her. But those are my initial hits. Uh, anybody else want to chime in on that? Or are we good? I'm good? I'm getting a hit on on allowing, giving yourself permission to rest and take a nap. I don't feel like the sleep has been 100%. And when you chimed in, Kenny, I just saw, I saw the need for more rest, but also to give yourself permission. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, very good. All right. Well, so much love to you. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, well, Chrisanne and I have both left, lost our moms. I guess I don't know, Caroline. Oh, no, you still, your mom is still here. I knew that. Yeah, she's just about to transition, I think. So that's why I'm sort of stepping back from this. But, uh, yeah, it's her time. Yeah. So very sad. Yes, yeah. And, and we can certainly commiserate, Chrisanne and I. Have, we, we have commiserated many times on losing our moms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Yeah. But we all have to go through it, so one step at a time. So very sorry for your loss, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, let's keep moving. Uh, Cindy would just love a general message. Uh, let's see. Christiane, can I throw that one your way? Absolutely, happily. A general message for, did you say Cindy? 
Cindy, yes. Cindy, general message for Cindy. I think you've been working really hard, Cindy. I think that you have um, really been, gosh, you, you have a major work ethic, right? But I also do feel like there, there's a need to slow down and be very gentle with yourself, right? If you can cancel some things or arrange your schedule so that you can give yourself some rest and let go of maybe some unnecessary activities and just focus yourself on a little bit of renewal. Um, I kind of want to give you a hug and I want you to, you know, really pour on a little bit of the self-love and maybe say, I love you. I promise to treat you with respect and give you care um, because you're wonderful, right? You don't need to rush around. If there's any urgency that's unnecessary today, maybe just think about whether or not it's absolutely absolutely urgent that you get these things that you put on your to-do list done and maybe let go of things that you could, you know, that aren't, aren't necessary. No busy for busyness sake. And whew, wow. Uh, they're showing me that you, you deserve to receive the good and the gentleness in all the ways. Um, so make sure that you're, you're allowing yourself, right? It, it, you're, you deserve all of it. You're worthy of all of it. I want to give you a big hug. Uh, they're really coming through with that. They're really coming through with some extra, some extra self-love and some extra love for you right now. So care and rest and embracing yourself. And if I can just contribute to that as well, I'm just getting you shaking your booty. I feel like a little bit of celebration, um, like but fun, you know, like bringing a bit more play into what can be quite a I feel like your head is quite serious and practical and they're just saying just dance around the you call it a yard don't you just dance around your yard and and just have fun with the fairies or try and inject a little bit more uh yeah play is the word they're telling me so um as you're resting but you're also uh, encouraging yourself to have fun because I feel like there's been a bit of a lack of that and it yes. will help change your perspective. That's what I'm feeling. Yes. Yeah. A lifting, a lifting of the heavy. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Wonderful. And, and she did, uh, had expressed earlier in this chat that she has been in a car accident is, in his home recovering. And so I, uh, you guys, I think so much of what you're seeing here for her is just so uh, beautifully timed and, you know, what she needs to bounce back from this experience. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We don't have a lot of time left, but I would like to grab a couple more questions here. So Lynn had asked uh, for a, a, oh, asked for a message from her folks that have passed. And I got to say, there have been so many mediumship questions in this chat room today that it really makes me think that probably one of the next panels that I'll bring, uh, you know, in, in well, I'm trying to put a few panels in this time slot, will definitely be mediumship because obviously that's something that you guys are asking for. So watch for that coming up probably here in the next six weeks or two months. Uh, anyway. Uh, as an aside, we'll, we'll definitely be bringing more mediumship in. Obviously, it's something that we need to talk about. In the meantime, uh, Lynn, so uh, do either of you want to chime in on this one? I'm going to say no tonight, if that's okay. That, oh, yeah. I, 
I feel like um, they're sending you in messages and I feel like um, they're asking you to pay attention. <laughs> they are communicating with you directly. Um, and I feel like it's really subtle. I feel like it's like overheard, con- overheard conversations or comments that are made by other people or like just your inner feelings or maybe some thoughts that come right through. There's, if you look at things that might seem inconsequential there, I feel like there's some common threads, right? And I feel like they're coming through in that way. It's real subtle because it also feels like kind of a new way of reaching out to you directly. I don't know. They don't, they don't seem to me to be super seasoned in, and, and reaching out directly to you, but I feel like they're trying to throw little signs up in your, in your everyday life. Um, and they're also, they're, they, they're wanting to show that they're trying to get you out of a, a belief that you have about being able to talk to them, or I don't know, it just, it feels a little bit blocked from this side. Um, and I feel like, they're showing me that your thoughts are kind of attracting these mirroring experiences for you. Um, I don't know. They're just saying, come with us and, and open your mind because we are, we are talking to you all the time. Um, and an actual specific message uh, is, is that you're powerful. I don't know. They want to remind you that just give yourself a little bit more credit on a day-to-day basis for, for being good and kind and wonderful and, and, a strong, beautiful human being. Yeah. So, so much love from both of them. And it seems like a, a message coming through too for you about that they are cooperating with each other and, you know, working for your highest and best good. The, the, a couple of things from your dad. Your dad's really interesting to me. The first thing that I saw when I saw him uh, was what looked to me like a leather belt. I don't know if he wore a belt or a belt buckle, you know, or there was something significant to that, but I can smell leather and I see a leather belt. I I don't think that necessarily is the message, just uh, something about him. But he just, uh, a message from him is a reminder to you to ask him for more help. He says that, uh, you know, you do reach out to them. He says that you, you, your mourning and your grief for them uh, comes in phases, but he said it's still very deep and, and he wishes that he could take that away and knows that he can't. But he wants you to just really, you know, to ask him for more help more specifically. He says when you really need something, if you're working on something with a relationship or with finances or something that's just really setting hard. He says when you are worried about something, it sits like a a boulder in your stomach. And that Mm. so many times you have just wanted to reach for the phone and call your dad or your mom and just ask for some advice. And then that realization yet again, that they're gone, it just, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks every time. And he says, he just wants to remind you that while he might not be able to give you a very specific answer, you know, as if you were talking on the phone, he still wants to help you and wants to work on your behalf. And he really wants you to ask him for help more often. So reminder there, he says you do that, but, but just a reminder there. The other thing is that they both have come to see you in dreams lots of times together and sometimes apart. Uh, but they, they're both telling me that they feel like you, you have recalled and retained some of them, but they want you to know that they really do come see you in dreams quite a lot to help support you. Uh, there's a big recognition from both of them about how intense their deaths have been for you. Mm. Yep. 
Yep. So anyway, lots of love from both of them, honey, and keep asking, keep talking to him that you are getting through. Well, my friends, we have done what we do yet again. <laughs> so before we are done, I want to make sure that we let our listeners know where to find you. So, Christian, how do these guys connect with you the best? Um, you can find me at my website, chrisannmorgan.com. I'm obviously always on one to listen if you want to pop over and get a reading. My Instagram is called This Intuitive Life. You can find my writings in Luminous Magazine. I do have a Facebook, Chrisanne Morgan as well, Facebook page that you can, that I post most everything on as well. So, and Twitter, Twitter, This Intuitive Life. Perfect. All righty. And how okay. about you, Caroline? So I'm mainly available on one, two listen. So that's for angel readings. And then if you would like to uh, avail yourself of my healing services, that's under email based services. So just take a look there if you're interested. And I am on Facebook as spiritual growth tools. So come take a look. And I'm also setting up a new market garden. So I love some love on my page, which is wild nettle gardens, which is a new page on Facebook. So go take a look and see what I'm doing. Thank you for having me on the show, Katie. I've really enjoyed it. You're very welcome. Thanks for being here. So a couple more things to note. Uh, obviously, you guys can find me over at katie-weaver.com. You can sign up for my daily readings there. You can find me for readings, all of that good stuff. We didn't mention, and we should, we're on sale today for Hump Day over at 12listen.com. And so if you would like to expand on a reading that you had today, ask more questions, have a reading, come find any of us over at 12listen today or any other day. We would love to read for you, but we are indeed on sale today, so that's kind of fun. I am not going anywhere. I will be back actually in our next hour. As it turned out, I am also a guest today on The Long Road with Kai Greenway. So uh, you guys are all going to be sick to death of me today, but that's just how the cookie crumbled. (laughs) So please stay tuned for The Long Road with Kai Greenway. Of course, followed by Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. And then Raven will be wrapping up the day with Down the Rabbit Hole. So, so much more great radio to come. Thank you for being here. Thank you all, you both, for joining me and giving us two hours of your precious time. I appreciate you so much. And thank you all for playing. Keep an eye out. We are going to be definitely running a few more uh, specials and panels right in this time slot here in the next uh, few weeks to come. So lots of good stuff happening. You've been listening to 1-2 Radio, where we are changing the way you listen to the world.